Hey, welcome to episode 11 of the Metamorphosis podcast. Um, I'm Val. Jen's here. Hello. Okay, so in our last episode, we talked about the Enneagram, which is all the rage right now. And it's all about knowing yourself and understanding your emotional responses to situations, um, you know, just so you can navigate them better. Uh, we mentioned a short journaling exercise of using word pictures to describe our feelings and then asking God if what we feel and see in that word picture lines up with his truth and his promises for us. And we also introduced you to a really special oil. Uh, Melissa oil will magnify your brilliant beauty. It quiets overbearing emotions that we experience through the lens of hardship or disappointment. And our brains um, have constructed our belief system based on our experiences, whether they were positive or negative. And sometimes we get it right. And a lot of times we don't. And that's where Melissa comes in to help you figure that out. Yeah, it just helps lift all those heavy feelings because feelings sure do cloud yeah. <laughs> our rationality sometimes. And, you know, we go through life and when we're kids, we don't really have um, our brains don't understand, you know, how to sift out truth from not truth so much. So we just absorb everything and we make decisions based on very our very limited understanding. And we do it as adults too. You know, we, we assume other people think and say and feel other things and we make decisions based on our own perspective. But when you're a kid, you're still shaping your whole belief system. So that's why it's, you know, it's crazy that we become who we become because of little things that have happened in our past. And you know, memories that stand out, like if you have a memory that stands out from childhood, uh, you know, Back in the day, I used to like watch Dr. Phil. <laughs> and, I, love Dr. Uh, Phil. I love Dr. Phil. <laughs> and he would talk about that. Like, he's like, you remember it because it was a pivotal point for you in your life. And um, I've always thought that was really interesting. So I've always kind of looked back and thought, wow, what, what memories do I remember? And why do I remember that? And never always understood it. But um, I'll share an example of how all that worked out for me this week in just a minute. But so... We, you know, we're talking about the Enneagram, talking about journaling, talking about discovering more of who we are and undoing or, uh, you know, unlearning maybe the things that we aren't is probably more the truth than um, learning who we are. And uh, we deal with the frustration of disappointment, you know, whole fallen world thing. Like we live in an imperfect world with imperfect people. And we end up asking ourselves a lot of times, is it really supposed to be this hard? You know, um, a lot of people are setting goals this time of year and, uh, New Year's resolutions and things like that. And um, sometimes, you know, by the first week of January, you might've already given up, gotten disappointed. Something's not already, already not going the way you want it to. And we feel so deep down that we're created for perfection. It's kind of what we expect. Like mm -hmm. we set a goal, we have a vision and like, this is how it should be. And, um, but that's just not the truth because we deal with other people who are different than us and not perfect either. Uh, we deal with imperfect circumstances and, our own negative patterns and momentum of negative choices from the past are still, you know, coming at us behind us. We haven't, you can't just shake those off immediately. And uh, we, but we get more out of our life when we try to grow out of our natural tendencies and these things that we've kind of shaped our world by. And that is where the Enneagram and journaling and prayer comes in and really helps us out. So I'm going to share an example of something that happened with me this past week. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, my Enneagram number is a five. So I'm a thinker. I'm an observer. I like to solve problems. I like to watch people and kind of see 
you know, what they need or what's going on with them. And I like to think in my head that I, you know, I'm, I bet, I bet this would help them and, and all that. And I'm very introverted. Um, so I was doing a meditation. We've mentioned it before the soul time app. We loved any silk mm, <laughs> and this was, yeah, this was a meditation. Like yeah. Like butter. His voice <laughs> is like butter. Um, so we were, I was listening to a meditation on him and I had been, you know, Val and I talked earlier this week that we were just both exhausted from this new year already. It seems like we hit the ground running and we're already kind of getting like worn out and, you know. Yeah. We've gotten like some projects done and we only have like what, 20 left. <laughs> yeah. 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 The list is <laughs> long. I want them done quickly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want them done like now and there aren't enough hours in the day. Um, again, you get the vision in your head and then doing it is like, what? This is, yeah. this is hard. <laughs> and um, so I was listening. I, I thought, you know, I need a few minutes. I need some time to just like recharge. So I grabbed my phone, turned on the app, was looking at the different meditations and found one in disappointment. I was like, well, this is probably one I'll need eventually. <laughs> and before I did it, we um, had been talking about Melissa. So I went and got Melissa and I grabbed Douglas fur with it and I put them in my hands and I was just breathing them in because it just kind of helps to settle your mind and your emotions pull you out of your feelings a little bit before you go into meditation and um, I didn't notice anything you know major nothing shifted nothing felt different when I was inhaling those but as I was listening to this meditation I was present and I was you know engaged in it and usually when I'm engaged in these these guided meditations I get a lot more out of them and the the app was asking when you feel disappointed, what is the main feeling that you get? And they gave some examples like angry, frustrated, bitter, um, confused. And I thought for a minute and I thought, you know, I usually, I feel confused because I like to understand things. And so when something doesn't work out how I planned it, uh, I'm really confused. Like I had this all laid out, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And, um, and I feel tricked too, because you know, sometimes we feel like something's meant to be. And then when it doesn't happen, like that's just the ultimate heartbreak. You know, you're kind of tricked like, I, you know, I, wow, do I not deserve this? Is this, am I not good enough for this? Did I not, did I do something wrong? Um, or, you know, you might even feel like God broke a promise to you. Like you felt like this was meant for you and then it didn't happen and it was kind of pulled away from you. So the app prompted me to give those feelings to God and then ask him, what he wanted to give me in return. So I did that. And, um, it was the funniest thing I saw. I was like, God, what do you want to give me in return for these feelings of being confused or tricked or feeling like a promise was broken? And I saw a chocolate bunny. <laughs> and, okay. A chocolate bunny. That's random. Uh, but after just a second or two, it hit me where that came from. And it was like, uh, waterworks city happened and I'm not a very emotional person, but I'll kind of sum it up as quickly as I can for you. I remembered this picture of me when I was about four years old and I'd look through our family photo album many times and I would see that picture and I'd almost be embarrassed of how animated and excited I was over this Easter basket I was opening with a chocolate bunny in it. And I'd be like, man, like, why was I so excited? And yeah, it was chocolate. Um, but you know, typically people that know me know that I'm not a really animated person. I don't get overly excited about a lot of things. I'm pretty even keeled in my emotions. I don't particularly get emotional about anything. Um, not in front of people anyway. 
And I always wondered, like, where did that reaction come from? And really, really what I wondered was, like, if that's how I was when I was four, what happened? Like, where did that go? You know, all that, like, childlike joy and stuff. And I started thinking, um, and it just kind of hit me what all had gone on that year. Um, My parents had been separated somewhere around that time. And I remember we had moved out of my home for a little bit. I'd lived with my grandma for a little while. I was around some family members who didn't have the same upbringing as me. And they were, you know, pretty rambunctious and did a lot of things that would have, I would have like gotten in major trouble for. And um, I remember seeing, you know, one particular cousin do things and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. But if I tell on him, he's going to get me, you know, I'm going to be in more trouble with him. And so I remember feeling my first feelings of shame that summer of hiding the secret and feeling like I was bad or something was wrong with me. And when you're a kid, that's serious, you know, when you're four, like you can't rationalize that, you know, that away. It's like, just becomes part of who you are for a four-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so some of the things I was dealing with were, you know, heavy and some were just silly kid stuff that was, you know, a big deal to me. And so I realized what happened that year is I had made a lot of decisions to just observe life, not make any waves and to quiet my voice, like relinquish my power, like don't do anything. You you know, this, this cousin's going to like, you know, you're going to get bullied if you tell on them. And um, so it's like, I became powerless. I decided to like shut my voice down, not do anything. You know, I'm watching things going on in my family that I can't fix. You know, I'm only four years old. What can I do? Um, and so I think that I chose to stay back and decide that if I observed and stayed back far enough from people, I could watch them and figure them out. And if I could figure people out, maybe I could learn how to solve the world's problems. (laughs) Like it was, you know, like it was my responsibility at four years old to do that. Um, and so when I saw that, that random chocolate bunny, I felt like, it was God giving me back this promise of excitement for this year. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was kind of handing me back safety in him that I had really rejected because I was like, no, I've I've got to solve all of my problems on my own. I'm a five. I can figure this out. Um, And I felt like he was like giving me back this joy and promising me that I can trust him with my disappointments. And it was a very emotional experience. Um, see the picture of me and that, you know, chocolate bunny and the excitement and knowing that I really don't know that I felt that way about anything mm-hmm. to that extent, or, you know, it's not actually come out of me. I feel like I've kind of like quenched it. And, um, so, you know, that was a, that was a big deal for me and profound. it really, really was. And it came from just a few simple questions of how do you feel when you're disappointed? okay, well, can we give that to God and trust him to do something with those feelings? And what is he going to give you in return? Go ahead and ask him, you know, just a few simple little prompting questions that if I would quiet my busy brain long enough to just do it, Mm. you know, use the oils to calm and quiet my brain, do that. Then, you know, if I'm able to do this and just sit down and think through these things and pray through these things, then I can actually grow out of my typical Enneagram five box, my limitations. And I become more dynamic, like a powerful eight, which is the direction of growth of a five. 
And so, you know, when I get that joy, I know you're an eight and you like yeah. you, your, your whole soapbox is, I don't do anything if it doesn't bring joy. Joy is what I want. And, right. and that just hit me. It's so funny. Like all of these thoughts, my brain was like, it's like snap circuits and somebody plugged in the last thing. And my brain was like firing all over the place. I was like, Oh my gosh, joy is the one thing I've quenched in my life. And when a five grows, they grow in the direction of an eight, which loves, you know, to feel powerful and to be joyful and, and all that stuff. Twinsies. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm, (laughs) when I'm on a good day, (laughs) when I left my Melissa. (laughs) That's right. Listen to Danny Silk. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I had to huff some Melissa and some Douglas for today as well. Um, so Jennifer had this amazing thing happen, which is so exciting and, you know, like we said, so profound. And then um, I have been so frustrated this week. I think part of it is due to the fact that my three-year-old quit napping, and um, which it's like we all get it right but um you know that was kind of my quiet time uh used to he would nap for like two to three hours so I could um have some time to quietly do my meditation pray um journal do all this stuff and you know that's been gone for the last few weeks and I have felt myself getting edgier and edgier every day just because I've really missed out on that quiet time that I used to get. And when I don't have it, the old frustrations creep back in. Like as an eight, I want to be getting things done. I want to move forward. I don't like feeling stuck. And I have been getting stuck on little things that just shouldn't be hard. And I really, like the only way to explain it is it just makes me feel like I'm like trying to figure things out all by myself and I'm striving to figure it out. And you know, I was, we were talking about this today, Jennifer and I were, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get the Douglas for it and the Melissa right now. And so I took a big huff of it <laughs> and we kept talking through it. And finally, all of this came out. I'm like, I'm just so frustrated because I have not been doing, um, you know, making the time. It's like, I either get up at four in the morning and do it or, you know, now that I don't have nap time, I don't really have time, but that just honestly can't be the excuse anymore. Like when my husband gets home from work, I just need to go be by myself for a little bit. Um, you know, take the time to do it because you do start feeling burned out. And then it's like your creativity, you know, tanks and it just, it really matters to quiet your brain, get that stillness and that time alone where you can really dig in and feel fulfilled. Yeah. Like fill your tank back up. Yeah. Get recharged. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're an eight, an eight, an eight, a nine and a one. They're all body types Mm -hmm. and body types love to be busy. And they don't, an eight especially like is probably, you know, they're really driven and they like just to be doing a lot. And like, it's not your tendency to want to sit still like that's No. How does it feel like when you're sitting still? Like, what do you, what does that feel like for you? I love it, but. <laughs> well, it depends on the situation, but like during the day, I, I feel like if I'm sitting still, like I'm just being lazy, you know, like I feel like I need to be productive at all times. And so mm-hmm. even if I'm sitting, you know, as long as I'm sitting in a computer or sitting, you know, like working towards something then I'm fine, but it's really hard for me to just sit. Now, I felt like the summer when we were doing all of our, you know, emotional work and everything, I got really good at it, you know, 
And that's what's interesting is that since we've ramped so much stuff up in our business and we're doing so many things and so many projects, it's awesome because it's all stuff that we need to do and I'm excited about doing. But I slip into the problem of that takes over and I stop making the time for myself to actually be able to breathe and, you know, hear what God thinks about what I'm doing yeah. <laughs> and to ask the questions I need to ask. It's and like, so, you know, that's the rest. It's yeah. like you, you think you can rest when it's all done, but it's never done. So you have to push the pause button. Exactly. I mean, today we're like talking about all these other projects we want to do. And literally my brain is like, it's going to explode. <laughs> I need a break. Uh, but I don't really need a break. And I don't really want a break. I want to keep going. I just need to be proactive and take that time to myself every day. Even if it's just thinking 15 minutes, like just have some time by myself um, to pray, to journal, to recenter everything. And then I feel like I could um, be less bitchy. (laughs) Let's be honest. I'm sure everybody will appreciate that. (laughs) And okay. So this reminded me when we were talking about this earlier, that every one of the Enneagram numbers, you know, there's the, the heart triad, the, the brain or the heart centers, the brain centers and the body centers. So the heart centers are Enneagrams two, three, and four. They live in their heart and Mm -hmm. they're like driving goal in life is to be like connected and loved, you know, in community with others. Mm-hmm. And um, what's funny is this, this book by Chris Hewitt, it's called the sacred Enneagram. The, the really cool thing about that book was it talked about uh, your prayer posture and your Enneagram number. So it's like your tendency as an eight is to be busy. Mm-hmm. And what an eight, nine and a one, the body centers need is to practice stillness because that's like, when you're not functioning in your own power, that's when you are actively displaying your trust to let God fill you up with what you need. Well, it's going against your grain completely. It, yeah, it goes against your grain, but then it also opens you up to possibilities that you can't do on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like creativity yeah. comes from some other place than you. Um, so a two, three, and a four. Is that even, okay, so like when I'm still, um, it's not like the creativity comes to me necessarily in the stillness, but if I take the time to be still, then boom, you know, like ideas will come about afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really like, even when you're still and you don't feel like anything's happening, stuff is happening, you know, like, yeah. your brain is yeah. opening and things are happening. Right. Uh, well, you're getting out of your own way. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's what we talk about a lot, getting out of your own way. So a two, three, and a four are the heart centers and they, always want to be connected to others, but they need solitude. Um, they need to like disconnect from others and connect within their cell themselves and to God and uh, be charged up that way. And then five, six and sevens live in their heads. And so we are always thinking, talking, planning, doing, create like all ideas are running 24 seven in my head if I'm awake. And so what I need is silence. Um, I have to shut my voice and my head down to be able to hear from God and to let him <clears throat> recharge me. So sometimes I just have to go because um, five, six and sevens are, they live in their head, but they're very disconnected sometimes from their bodies or I am, I'm a five and uh, the sevens are a little more connected to their body. But um, so what I have to do sometimes is just do mindless, busy work, like wash the dishes and fold laundry. And so if my, if my body is moving, doing something kind of mind numbing, then it, shuts my thoughts down. So 
oddly enough, laundry is soothing. Painting walls is my favorite thing to oh, do. Oh, great. Would you like to come to my house? Because I painted my tiny uh, bathroom and <laughs> stopped because it was the most miserable experience of my life. Oh, I love, I love painting. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, well, you know where I live. You know where yeah. I live. I want the whole house done. Paint party. Doing it. Oh. Yeah. So if you know your Enneagram number, then you can, if you start to feel yourself getting frustrated, feeling blocked, feeling exhausted, um, think about that. Um, if you're a heart center, go find, you know, some time alone. If you're a head center, just find something mindless to do. And then if you're a body center, just try being still for a few minutes a day. Yeah. Good, good word there. Um, okay. So, you know, before you have your prayer time, breathe in Melissa and Douglas for I promise it will, um, it'll just really help you find your solitude um, or your silence or your stillness, whichever you need. And the oils will just kind of let you um, let go of your natural tendency or your addiction to being self-reliant. Yeah, right. which is what, it's what the Enneagram is all about, letting go of your natural tendency and opening up to, like, bigger possibilities, something bigger than you. Yep. So we'll see you next right. time. Yeah, see you next time. I think we'll have a recipe to share and uh, some more information about Melissa. And I'm pretty sure we'll still be stuck on the Enneagram. Most likely. <laughs>